0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. I pray all is well with you and your families. I pray you thank the Lord for waking up on this morning because someone did not, someone will not. So this is just going to be a quick little testimony, you know, about myself and abortion. Um, When I became pregnant at the age of 16, my mother was like, you know, you need to get an abortion because you're in high school and you're about to graduate uh next year and if you have a baby it'll stop you you know from graduating because you know i was the youngest child that my mother was taking care of and so you know my mom did not want me to have a baby um she felt like it would just ruin you know my future um and it's just the truth right so but i told my mother you know like mama i'm the one who has sex i'm gonna keep my baby which caused a bunch of trauma with me and my mama. And, of course, she put me out. Uh, I had to get emancipated, get my own place and everything like that. But I didn't abort my baby. Um, although he wound up being killed at the age of 19. Um, but I did not abort my baby. Sidney Jackson Jr. Uh, you know... But I got to tell you the truth, once I became pregnant with my third son, I mean my third child, my youngest son, I wasn't ready for another baby. And his daddy got me pregnant on purpose, but that wasn't the problem. The problem was that this man would beat me in my head with boxing gloves. Um, The problem is that this man was beating me while I was pregnant with our son, which made me become angry. And then I was afraid to bring our son into this world. So I actually contemplated abortion because his daddy was beating me so much and he was beating me in a way that people couldn't see the bruises you understand where I'm coming from I mean constantly I would be laying in the bed and this guy would put on his boxing gloves and just beat me in my head while I was pregnant with his son this is a true story I can't even make this up and now that our son is older and he's over the age of 18, I'm allowed to share this testimony with you all, especially with what's going on in the Supreme court right now, because see what I've come to find out is many women felt like abortion was their only choice. I thank God. I did not abort my son. I praise the Lord. And I thank God that I had a change of heart. But in that moment when I was being beaten while pregnant with the baby that he got me pregnant with on purpose, It's like, God, I I cried out to God about it. Like, God, like this guy got me pregnant on purpose. And now he's beating me in my head while I'm pregnant with this baby. Like, Lord, help me understand what's going on. Like, I'm afraid to bring this baby in this world if he's beating me this way while our baby is in my belly. I can, So with abortion, I can see how some women feel like it's our body. It's our choice because there's women who have been raped by family members and then they want an abortion. They don't want to bring a baby in by their family member. I get it. I do. But you, but, 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 but understand, my mother, what I love about my mother is that my younger sister, my mama didn't abort her. She gave her up for adoption with me. My mama told me out of her own mouth she didn't want me. She wanted to give me up for adoption, but my grandmother stopped her because she happened to be cooking Thanksgiving dinner and went into labor, and my grandmother was there, and that's the only reason my mother kept me, so my grandmother raised me, and then when... I got like 13. My mama was like, she sent me to my daddy because she didn't want to raise me because my grandmother forced her to take care of me. And when my grandmother forced my mama to take care of me, my mama shipped me off to my daddy. Like, this is a whole true story, you all. And uh, (laughs) this is real life with Rosina Akinola. And so the thing is. I love my mom because she didn't abort me or my baby sister. She didn't have an abortion. Her choice was adoption. Ladies, you got to understand that the choice is adoption. You don't have to kill the baby. Give the baby to a family that will love it. You know, I've got a niece who was adopted at birth. And grew up in a lovely home. Had a great future. As much as my younger sister may not realize it, but her being adopted was the best thing that could have ever happened to her. Because me and my other two siblings went through pure hell. The life that we lived with our late dear mother, and the environment that we grew up in. My mama. Was able to give her a better life. And I don't know if she realizes it or not. She had a better life. Than her other three siblings. And that is truly a blessing. And it's just amazing how people can't see their blessings. They can only see the bad. But they can't see the blessing in it. Like, do you have any idea how much strength it takes for your mother to give you to someone else to raise you because your mother doesn't feel like she's capable of doing it? Do you know how much love it takes for your mother to give you to your father instead of being selfish and keeping you knowing that your daddy can give you a better life than she ever could? Do you realize the love of a mother when she see herself? God, I can't do this anymore. What do I do? And he tells you, give your child to his father. Or give your child to her father. Y'all don't get it. Y'all, y'all judge people so much. Y'all, y'all always going off the outside. But y'all don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Y'all don't know what goes on in them secret places. You don't know. You don't know people's story. But I truly do believe that we should not do abortion i don't believe in abortion the only reason i thought about it is because i was afraid because i was being beaten by the man who got me pregnant on purpose only in a way to have me have fear and for him to control me this same man once i decided to keep the baby after i told him i was gonna have an abortion because i was like you're beating me i don't want to bring this baby into this world and you beating me this way I said, I said, this is not safe for him or me. Like I could die having this baby and you're beating me like this. You're beating me in my head. Like you're, you're, you're doing trauma to my brain. And when I told him this, you know, he cried and he was like, I'm so sorry. Like, please don't abort my son. Like, please do not abort my son. Please do not abort my baby. He said, please don't do it. And at that time, we didn't know that I was having a boy. So it was more like, let me let me be more specific. He asked me not to have an abortion because it might be a son. And he's the only child. That was what he said to me. God is my witness. Because I was standing in his in his apartment. Because, I, I mean, I was crying. I'm like, dude, you, you beating on me. Like, I can't do this. And we weren't together at that moment. I was just like, I can't keep doing this. You can't keep beating me. And I got this baby in my stomach. So, him crying to me, begging me not to have one. I didn't have one. All for me to be about seven months pregnant. And this man to hit me in my stomach in the driveway at McDonald's. In the drive-thru at McDonald's. In my stomach with the baby that he cried and begged me to keep. At that moment, I didn't know what to do and then I could no longer feel my baby kicking in my stomach. At this time, we knew he was a boy. I couldn't feel him kicking in my stomach and he was always kicking at that time. And he was actually kicking right before I was hit in my stomach. Because we were getting something to eat. He was hungry. (laughs) (sighs) So, uh, after that, I couldn't feel him kicking. So, of course, I went to the hospital. And uh, I had to stay in the hospital 24 hours while they monitored me. Uh, They had to do the ultrasound and, you know, just monitor his heartbeat. And he was in there. His heart was still pumping strong. Praise the Lord, right? Praise God. Uh, You know, they had to put fluids in me and everything and just make sure that the baby was safe. You know, gave me an escape plan to get away from his daddy, who had been beating on me numerous times while I was pregnant with the baby. I didn't escape until after the baby was born, but I did get out, right? But, uh, all of that trauma during my pregnancy caused me to have him six weeks early and he was born with a hole in his lung. So I wasn't able to bring my baby home from the hospital like I was able to bring my other two which crushed me all over again so i was at the hospital every day praying over my baby touching my baby through an incubator through an incubator in the incubator couldn't hold him in my arms he couldn't eat food i couldn't breastfeed him he can only have like clear fluids through a tube through his nose And he had a hole in his lung and the doctors were like, you know, if his lungs don't heal on their own, he may die. Like what? You're not going to tell me you're going to kill that my baby's going to die. Like, no, my baby can't die. I went through too much hell to keep this baby here. Went through too much to keep him here. No, my baby cannot die. I refused to hear that report from a doctor that my baby's going to die after I've given birth and was beaten. Oh, no, no, no. So I went back to like when I was a child and I was taught to pray. (laughs) And I stayed at that hospital, and I prayed over my baby. I prayed over my baby, and his lungs healed on their own. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. And on my birthday, I sat there in that hospital all day, and he latched onto my breast, and he was able to eat. And on November twenty fourth, two 2002, I was able to bring my baby home with me. And I thank God every day. And although all that trauma went on with me and his dad, (laughs) through the pregnancy and after the pregnancy, when my son was 12 years old, the Lord turned around and told me to give his daddy custody of him. And I'm like, God, are you serious? I had no idea what was going on. And he spoke it to me through my mother. So now I understand why my mama sent me to my daddy. It was because God told her to. And it was to save my life. I get it now. And I understand why he had me send my younger son to his daddy to save his life. Because the following year, 2014, I had to give his daddy custody of him. And then in 2015, my oldest son, Sydney was killed. 2016, my daughter had a suicide attempt. 2017, lost the houses, the cars, and then I had to sit up there and give my daughter to her aunt for custody. I don't think y'all heard me on today. 2018, my mother dies. God gives me the ministry Save Our Families Incorporated, but with all of that, later in that year, in October of 2013, I mean, I can never see 18, he sends me to a church where between 2019 and 2020, I'm being attacked by a witch, but I overcame the witchcraft in the church, and then her daddy died. 2020 I'm working during a pandemic and I'm being discriminated against and I'm becoming angry at white people who I grew up with and I've always loved but my heart started to become stony towards white people and the Lord said sit down and don't move so from 2020 to 2021 I couldn't work he made me sit down to get my heart back right he didn't allow me to go back into the church because I was getting a stony heart towards the church <laughs> He said, sit down, get your heart, right? This is a heart check. This is a heart check. So from 2014, to 2020, 22, God been working on me hard. So now that I'm sold out for Jesus, I'm not gonna let no devil in hell, no demon on earth, no witch nor warlock stop me from spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm always attacked, but God, you can't stop me. You can't stop me. And although the testimony that I just shared with you, my youngest son, he is with his daddy, and he is doing better than he ever could have been doing with me. And I see that, and I know that, and I'm not ashamed to say it. And I thank God that had me give his daddy custody of him because there are some things that no woman can teach their son you know you women who have this mindset of well my baby um uh, 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 me and his daddy don't get along so I'm not gonna let him go around them you a fool sis your son needs his daddy you women wonder why many of your children grow up gay it's because you have them all around females because you feel like they don't need their daddy if their daddy not in jail or hell Or heaven, if he's alive, give your son to his daddy. There is no shame in it for the simple fact we did not have these kids by ourselves. No one will condemn me for giving my son to his daddy because what you all didn't know is that same man beat me while I was pregnant with that baby that he begged me to have. So yes, when he turned 12 years old and he kept, that ain't even a whole story. I will send him to California. Then he wouldn't send them back. One time I almost died from malnutrition. Trying to get my baby back from California because the laws in California were different. And then when I walked up to his daddy and I asked him in family court when I was trying to file the petition, I asked him, why did you do this to me? I'm in California by myself. Him and his girlfriend and their baby standing right there in the courtroom. And I look up to this man. In his eyes and I asked him, why are you doing this to me when I've never kept our son from you? I sent him here to visit and then you keep him? Why are you doing this to me? And you know I live in Tennessee. This man smirked at me, but didn't say a word. Yeah, the trauma. I almost died. Everything with this baby, I almost died. So, yes, I gave his daddy custody when he was 12. His daddy went and took out child support on me right after that. Okay, cool. I'm going to pay the child support, although I was supporting the child. The child was getting more money from me with me just sending money to, like, his, his grandmother in California. But his daddy got upset because, see, his daddy didn't want him. His daddy had left him in California for his grandmother to keep him, but didn't want me to have him. His daddy moved back to Tennessee with the girlfriend, but left my son in California. Wait a minute. Hold up. Wait a minute. I'm not a bad mama. So you did all this keeping that child from me. Oh, 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 I see. okay. You're going to bring my baby back to Tennessee. Oh, yeah, that's what you're going to do. So I went to family court and I filed a petition with family court for a restraining order where he could not take my son out of the state of Tennessee, but had to bring my son back to the state of Tennessee. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, yes, I did. And so when he went into the courtroom and he was bashing me to the judge, not knowing the point was for me to give him custody of Andrew. But Andrew had to be in Tennessee. You can't keep my baby from me. You know, with all of that. All of that trauma. Finally, when he brings Andrew back, him and Sydney, we're here all we're all here together, and then Sydney dies the following year. I'm in such a messed up state of mind. I wind up hurting Andrew's feelings, and then he didn't even want to come back around and see me. And when he finally told me when he was old enough, I had to apologize to him because I wasn't in my right state of mind after Sydney was killed. My mindset was, "They killed my baby. Who do these people think they are?" killing my baby so i was angry i was angry with the world i was not thinking clearly so i had to apologize to my son and my daughter that were living because of my grief and anger i had to apologize to them both because i wasn't in my right mind And I thank God I'm in my right mind now. But at the end of the day, my son or my daughter, they know that they 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 both know that I love them. I wasn't in my right mind, and I know that someday my son, he'll come to me and we'll be able to have a real good conversation. You know, once he's once he move out of his daddy's house and he has his own mind to think. See, what the Lord showed me was like although I wanted to see him. And like he would come around and stuff and god just let me know that it was safer just to let him just stay with his dad instead of just coming to visit me although i miss him and i want to talk to him and i want to see him it's just safer to keep him over there with his dad like because i don't want his dad upset with him because he want to spend time with his mama because i know my son love me and he know that i love him there's no doubt about that and when i have extra money i still send him money. And it's not a child support order it's just the fact that i love my son i see the beautiful artwork that he does and i've been investing in his future ever since he was a baby since he was a little kid and he first started drawing and i'm not about to stop now i'm gonna always invest in his future that boy is talented and gifted and i will always invest in his future and can't nobody stop me from doing that either But he knows i love him and this is my story about abortion i didn't have one i thought about it because i was being beaten and i was afraid it was fear that even made me consider abortion it was fear it was fear it was fear because i was being beaten in my head let's make this thing plain It's not that I didn't love my child. It's not that I did not want my child. It was that I was being beaten in the bed. In my head. With boxing gloves. And this is the whole truth. And nothing but the truth. So help me God. I pray that you all enjoy your day. I pray you all remember to repent. For your wickedness. And pray. I pray that you all learn. To repent. For the lies that you have told about myself and others all because you didn't know our story or you believe the lies that were told to you just because you like drama because see what y'all fail to realize is no one wants to tell the truth about what they did i don't care about telling the truth my life is an open book and every time i share my story i help at least one person god has shown me this time and time again you all don't have to like it because while y'all worrying about numbers god worried about the one he only cares about the one y'all sitting up here caring about all these numbers and god is only caring about the one y'all caring about the masses and god is caring about the one god cares about the one he cares about the one it's one soul you know heaven rejoices over one sinner who repents one one sinner that repents oh yeah spoiler alert you know like Follow me, follow me, follow you for what? I don't even ask people to follow me like that because at the end of the day, if they want to, they will. You don't have to tell a person to follow you. When they see the God in you, they see the pureness in you, they see the honesty in you, they see the integrity in you, they'll follow you just for those reasons alone. They will follow you for those reasons alone. You don't have to coerce, manipulate, lie to people to get them to follow you once they hear the words that you speak out of your mouth they see the life that you truly live that you're not just talking about it you're being about it you know actions 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 you know y'all crack me up because actions speak louder than words it's like you all tell people y'all love them but then y'all treat them like crap that ain't love Actions speak louder than words. Like, no one can come up to me and be like, oh, I just love you, but yet you treat me like crap. No, you don't love me. You love benefits or what I can do for you, but no, you don't love me. Because you treat me like crap. You know, even for you church folks that go around telling people y'all love them, stop lying to people and then you sit up there and be mean to them. Like, I'm so over you fake church folks. And another thing, you know, I straight up told God this and ain't none of y'all gotta like it, but it's the whole truth. I'm tired of black churches. I'm tired of black pastors. I do not want to go to another church with another black pastor. I went to two churches with black pastors and I was disappointed. I straight up told the Lord man, send me to a church with, with a white pastor. I'd rather have a white pastor, a white pastor who is married and truly speak the word of God and truly care about purity and not trying to sleep with the people in the congregation because you black pastors, y'all sit up there, y'all done turned y'all hustling life on the streets to a hustling life in the church. And y'all try to hustle people, sleep with women and everything else. The same lifestyle that you had on the streets, you done took it into the church. And I do not want to be in a church with a black pastor and his wife because then the wife wants to be jealous and you're not even thinking about nothing. You know, you're not even thinking about the husband, the black woman just jealous and insecure. Yeah, I said it. I'm a witness to it. I've watched it happen because it happened to me. Uh, you ain't got to like it. See, what y'all better realize is I'm not afraid to tell y'all the truth. I don't want a black pastor. I do not. I don't want a black pastor with a black pastor's wife. No, I do not. I want a white pastor. I'm telling y'all the desires of my heart because God knows this. I like going to a church with white pastors with a wife because what? There's more married couples in the church because they truly do preach about marriage instead of wanting the black women in the church to lust after the black pastor. And then none of the women want to get married because they feel like they can steal the pastors. Oh, shit. I got to see. From the wife. Oh, yeah, I said it. The black women in the church that sit up there and go to these churches and be lusting after the pastor, be feeling like I can take him from his wife and then I can be the pastor's wife. Man. Like I said, Jesus, 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 our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Please forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You know, deliver us from the evil one. You know, I'd rather be around white people. I said it. I have nothing against black people. I love my black people, but my black people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge and they have this, you know, this slave mentality. And I realized that, you know, I grew up with white people and now I understand why God had me grow up around white people. And I tell you the truth, I'd rather be around white people than blacks. You know, for all you prejudiced black people who always got something negative to say about white people, you know, white people ain't never hurt me, but black people have. Spoiler alert. I hope you all enjoy your day.